Hey, it is L.A. Lloyd, and uh, it's been a while since we've had Falling in Reverse on the show, uh, back in 2015, so a little bit of catching up to do. we got Ronnie with us today. Ronnie, glad to have you back on the show, man. How you, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Doing well, man. I'm I'm pretty glad to be catching up with you, um, you know, just a couple of days before you're, uh, you know, kicking off your tour in Atlanta on January 13th. Um, you know, I've seen you've been offering some VIP upgrades for the fans, and, you know, uh, we're not out of the pandemic by no means, but I'm just kind of curious, you know, how difficult has COVID made it to do these extra special stuff for, uh, you know, people who want that VIP experience? Well, we can't shake hands or take pictures. I'll be on stage answering all their questions, though. So, uh, you know, I wish I could just do it like normal, but um, the fans understand. I mean, like, they don't want to, they don't want to get me sick. I have to cancel, cancel the tour because they got to shake my hand. Right. I'm sure they would feel, you know what I mean? So we're doing the best we can. But uh, I feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel with all this. It seems. It seems. You're right. <laughs> I sure hope so, man. <laughs> um, you know, uh, a lot of rock bands are kind of concentrating more these days on releasing singles instead of, you know, full-length albums. Now, Falling in Reverse has been doing this for a while, and, uh, you know, it's been very successful for, you know, the way you guys do it. Uh, would you say there was kind of a defining moment when you said, you know, I, I think maybe we should try this route because, I mean, rock has been kind of in that traditional standpoint where you need to put out a single, then a full album. But uh, in, in this day, man, it seems like uh, it, it's working better for the singles. So I was just kind of wondering if there was a period or maybe someone that kind of influenced you to go this direction. Uh, Hip hop influenced me to go this direction. Nobody in rock was doing it. I didn't see anybody doing it because mm-hmm. labels, most labels are old school and they just do it a certain way and you can't tell them yes or no but thankfully my label um they uh listen to me you know and they go with me so i'm very grateful for that because you know there's a lot of labels that probably will decline when like before rock bands were doing it you know yeah labels would decline trying to do that my label's like go ahead just kept putting out singles with videos every time so there's a hard focus on one thing and um it doesn't get lost in like a bunch of songs don't get lost in the mix of it and stuff and i think it's quality over quantity instead of releasing five songs one is a single and the other ones are kind of okay you just spend more time on one song do you feel like uh, you know people's uh, attention span obviously getting shorter and shorter has has kind of make this more beneficial for you as well yes because you gotta, you gotta interest them in the first twenty seconds, or they're gonna they're gonna move on. It seems because of how addicting um, social media has gotten and the swiping and all that stuff. So you gotta understand when you understand that you can like navigate through that kind of stuff. You know. Well, that's uh, that's a good lead into my next question because um, "Good Girls, Bad Guys" has been used in over eighty thousand different videos from TikTokers, if that's what they're called. I'm not sure. Uh, you've kind of said in other interviews you think TikTok is a little cringy, and believe me, I agree with you on that. But at the end of the day, just like you said, man, using social media, this is is got to be just, uh, I guess, satisfactory just because of the free marketing you get, right? Yeah. I, when I say cringy, I, I mean a specific kind of people on there, you know, I, that they kind of, you know, I won't get into that, but um, TikTok is a, is a good tool to use uh, 
for just people in general? Because there's a lot of people that are not cringy on TikTok, but it's just the, some of the stuff that I would see. I think that's what people watch the most is that kind of cringy stuff. So, well, the funny thing about good girls, bad guys is not only was, you know, girls using it to kind of point out the, what the lyrics are talking about, but I mean, dude, I've seen them use cats, pets, you know, (laughs) yeah, every incarnation you could think of on TikTok, that song has been used. I mean, like I said, when I saw it had been, uh, 80,000 different creators had used that video, man, at at the end of the day, you know, that's got to make you feel pretty good though. Right. It makes me feel very good. It does. It really does. It's insane that uh, that it can bring to life those old songs again on top of the new stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Zombified here in just a little bit from the uh, Neon Zombie EP. But um, as you're heading out on tour here in just a couple of days, uh, will you do other songs that will be released on that EP? Or you're uh, kind of of the mindset not to play the new music until it's actually out there for the fans to experience? Because obviously you'd be hitting them with something you haven't heard before. Yeah, I want them to get the full experience with the music videos and all that stuff first before we play anything new. I'm pretty sure Zombified, the reaction is insane. So I'm, I have a feeling that the whole crowd's already going to know that song. So I think that'll be enough along with the rest of the set. So we'll see. That song, and again, I, I, I want to talk about it a little more in depth after a couple other questions, but that song, you know, I watched the video before I heard the song, and and I usually try to do it the other way around, but uh, it just so happened on this occasion, I I watched the video before I listened to the song, and man, I think it's just one of your biggest production-wise things you guys have done, videos, sonically, and everything, man. I mean, it's I'm really looking forward to this new EP. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, I got some pretty good ones coming up, too. That was the... you know, the icebreaker, which is kind of, it's a little controversial. I I don't, I'm not a very political person. And and that's as far as I will ever go politically. I don't, I don't, you know, have a opinion left or right or any of that stuff. I'm just literally not involved in that stuff. So I'm just calling it like I see it in my life, you know? So, but uh, this other stuff is pretty interesting as well. So I'm excited. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. I mean, because, you know, as a radio personality, I, I stay away from the politics as well, because no matter what you say, you're going to piss off 50 percent of your audience, man. So it's it's not necessarily <laughs> yeah. to go there, you know? Yeah. It, even what I just said will probably make someone mad. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So like, what do you mean? Right. You know, like, it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, Your dad gave you a picture of Freddie Mercury for your birthday. Um, this was after fans had compared you uh, in the comment section for the video of the uh, drug in me is reimagined. I mean, first of all, dude, I think that's a really awesome gift for your dad because it probably, I guess, made him proud being of uh, an older generation there. But uh, with that said, is Freddie an influence on your music and, and even the live shows? Because again, going kind of back to Zombified, I'm just kind of hearing this this bigger thing from you guys so i just wanted to know if he was an influence at all he was he's the greatest he's my favorite you know he's always been my favorite my dad knew that my dad wasn't into queen as much he was into like black sabbath and you know he was like like on the uh, on that side of it mm-hmm. and back then queen was they're so progressive in their own way Back then, it was like people were like, what is this? You know, mm-hmm. that's what my dad would tell me. I was young, but um, yeah, it's just aged so well. It's just so to think to think that this man thought of those ideas before Pro Tools existed 
and auto tune and all that. It's just, he's so there. It's brilliant. I mean, it's insane. So yeah, you'll, you'll hear a lot of inspiration in my vocals and stuff from him for sure. Does that, um, you know, that feeling of being innovative without having all the technology at his disposal that you have today, I mean, does that kind of keep you wanting to keep things a little bit more raw in the studio, or do you really embrace the technology and, and use it to your advantage? I love auto-tune sounds yeah. when they're when they're put in the place that there's, when they're meant for what they're meant for. Right. You know, I love, I love those kind of sounds in those kind of songs on those, on certain days, you know, and then I like a real rock vocal when, when it needs to happen and a real scream when it needs to, you know, so I like it all. I think that's the reason why my band's done so well for like 17 years is because there's just so many different songs and types of music that I like, and I don't pigeonhole myself to anything and expect the unexpected, you know, yeah. people nowadays probably wouldn't, would, wouldn't be too surprised if I put a country song out, <laughs> but you know what I mean? So, yeah. but uh Yeah. I don't know. I'd be down with hearing that for sure. Um, well, last time you were on the show, you mentioned that, you know, you're constantly writing, you know, these ideas that pop in your head, you're, you're always writing them down, which obviously gives you a, a plethora of ideas. So, you know, maybe tell me the process of taking so many different ideas when you want to actually start formulating them into a song. It starts with the, the melody. The, that is the most important thing is the melody. I think a lot of bands wonder how you know you i keep coming up with uh, catchy songs or whatever and i if i had to tell them if they ever asked me i i always tell them to start with the melody instead of the guitars and um put the guitars last or i mean like after you get the, the melody the melody is the most important and you know and i just start laying down the um the rest of it you know yeah but it's always the melody for sure. The thing that, you know, we've kind of touched on a little bit is is how you've embraced technology, how the uh, the songs begin. Um, so I'm always kind of curious, you know, when a band, you know, from the beginning of their day hitting the studio and they're working on new material till they wrap it up at the end of the day. I mean, can you maybe take me through a, a typical day in the studio with you guys, you know, be it maybe coming in, uh, having a cup of coffee before you get, uh, you know, invigorated to hit the studio. I mean, kind of walk me through a typical day in the studio with Ronnie. I mean, I literally just over and over and over, I'll just freestyle melodies. I'll get those We'll get like a hip hop beat or whatever kind of song it's going to be like some drums and some scratch guitars down. Mm -hmm. I'll change the guitars until the melody is so good. Like, you know, and um, I'll just sing gibberish into the microphone until I, the melody sounds like it like lands and rides really nice. And, and then um, I start, you know, that's, I go from there and then I'll, the song will be done and then I'll completely change it. <laughs> for really? like, like spend i spent um i changed popular monster chorus i think seven times wow you know when you kind of get these melodies down and you start like you said singing gibberish i mean obviously uh there, there's a cadence to it and you know what i would like to know is is it hard to fit certain words? I mean, because obviously you want them to fit as you're, you know, going into the pre-chorus and eventually into the chorus. I mean, do you find it difficult or with all these ideas you have fairly simple to kind of keep that cadence to make words actually work within the uh, the rhythm there? Yeah, the words are important, too. Like the way the word is said 
And I've done it for so long that I know what words aren't going to work mm-hmm. before I even go into it. So like the vowels of the, of the note or like the vowel of the word, mm-hmm. when you like sing it a certain way, you know, and I still come to those uh, parts and I'll be like, oh, well, these words aren't going to work here. And I'll sit there for hours thinking of one word Wow! because it's so important because you know, zombified. I was like, nobody's used that before. I looked I'm like people have used it, but I'm like, this is a word. And it seems like this is a gold mine here because you would think that somebody somewhere, there was a hit song called zombified at some point. And I looked and I think that I'm right that there isn't. And yeah. So those kind of big words to me are like the, are hard to find nowadays because everybody uses everything. Right. So zombified, I'm like, are you kidding me? Nobody's <laughs> used this yet. It's on. Let's go. You would you know? think so, man. I mean, obviously, exactly. it just seems like something that. Uh, well, it, it's it's an easy song to rhyme, obviously, with the IED ending there. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. That's 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 kind of funny. Well, you know, the lyrics to that song, I mean, I just think they're so on point. You know, they're canceling you and they won't stop till everybody's zombified. I mean, and you kind of said this a little bit earlier today in the interview. Uh, how concerned are you anytime that you come on with, you know, someone like myself or sit down with someone in print or now, you know, uh, even... Uh, just saying something on stage that may just be you're in the moment, but it is it could be misconstrued. So do you consciously are you always aware of everything that comes out of your mouth? Do you really have to think it through before you say anything now? No, not anymore. I know I should. Uh, and, you know, I, I think about it sometimes, but I'm not apologizing I'm because my intent is never to be is to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. And if I say something that's awful yeah, I might apologize, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pandering to these people that, that are demand some type of, you know, accountability for nothing, you know, because I'm not here trying to hurt people. I'm here to bring music. You know, I had a, I was a drug addict in my past and like, I learned from my mistakes and that should, you know, inspire people instead of like, you know what I mean? Make people so upset. So it's, it's just, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say anymore about the things that make these people mad. Right. Let's just put it like that. It's just, there's no there's no need for it because my opinion doesn't matter and it's not going to change anything. And um, you know, and I don't really like when rock stars and I, I see people that I grew up listening to tweeting like like political stuff and i'm like what are you doing man like <laughs> you're my hero i i gotta unfollow you yeah i don't like seeing it you're you're supposed to be like this magical person to me and and if i think that that of them then somebody they're looking at me that way some of these kids so i stopped kind of stopped tweeting like all that stupid stuff you know so right I'll be funny sometimes, but I'll try to at least. But, um, you know, there's a line you got to ride. So, <laughs> Well, Ronnie, I got to tell you, man, I've been following your career for a while, and, and I've seen the, the ups and downs and the milestones you've, uh, you've accomplished there, man. I, I, like I said, I'm a big fan, and I, I've really uh, looked forward to, uh, to doing this interview today. And, you know, just touching on what you said, um, 
you know, with people just writing so many nasty things just for the sake of getting attention for themselves. But obviously there are some legitimate fans that, you know, you may see them, say, wearing a shirt or if they're posting a video. You may see a a falling in reverse poster on their wall. You know they're legitimate fans, but they still come with uh, maybe something that just didn't sit right with something the band did or maybe something you said. How do you address those legitimate fans in a way that you know that they they're, they're not just there to get attention they might be right (laughs) they might be right they probably are yeah you know i'm unhinged sometimes yeah this is what you wanted you know what i mean what do you what do you you paying to see your neighbor tom go get on stage no you're paying to see a a complete psycho get on stage and you don't know what he's gonna do so you're probably right and i probably shouldn't have said some things you know what i mean so i i think it comes down to that and i i don't I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to get in line with everybody and I'm not going to get out of line on purpose, but I'm not, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? I'm not stuck in my ways. I just refuse to get like bow down and uh, apologize for being myself. It's ridiculous. I know who I am. I'm a good person. And I know that I'm not a terrible human being or I wouldn't have made it this far. You know, Uh, it's just very clear what the intent is here, you know? So it's just, I'm not apologizing and they're probably right. And if, you know what, some things you look back on, I cringe at that. I said, yeah, I'm like, Oh my God, why did I say that? You know? So it's understandable when people get upset, you know, but if they're, it's just words, man, as long as you're not legitimately hurting these people, well, for the fans that are listening today and, and just heard that statement, I think it's it's very bold. And and my takeaway from what you just said is you got to be honest with yourself and you got to own it, whatever it is you did do, man, because it, if you try to run away from it or hide it or whatever, people are going to see right through that and, and call bullshit on you. So I think your honesty and integrity and, and owning what you have done in the past and what you do in the future is, is uh, you know, a big, big thing to say, man, at least from a, you know, a rock star standpoint. A hundred percent, because that's what makes you human. The one thing I don't respect is when these people back back down and they get scared and they cower away right and then they're like oh no no i'm on your side like no man stick up for yourself man you're a human you're allowed to make mistakes you're allowed to make mistakes remember that ridiculous so uh, i did want to talk briefly on the zombified video i mean obviously when you watch it you see the the production value there was a lot of time it it looks like going into this video uh, especially even having you know extras there on the set or whatever in a, a COVID world, how hard was it to uh, to shoot this video and, and come out with the uh, the final thing that we see? Uh, it was a three-day shoot. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just think of these things and I'm like, a lot of, there was a lot of zombie bands had uh, zombie videos mm-hmm. lately or like just in the past 10 years, like all the time, actually, like even Michael Jackson to Michael Jackson, there's always, there's been a lot of musicians using zombies and stuff i was like man i don't want to the song's zombified and i sing about zombies i have to use zombies right. so how can i make this different like put some aliens in there <laughs> and they suck the zombies up and then i'll just drive into a giant monster and i tried to explain that to the director which he's so amazing uh and he just laughed he goes this is going to be amazing <laughs> i was like all right and he and he made it amazing so 
Well, the thing that I like is, yeah, there's zombies in the video, but the band remains, you know, as you are. And and that's, like I said, that's the message of the song. You know, it's like everyone's trying to zombify you and you guys are sitting there battling the zombies, which is kind of the, the storyline for zombies anyway. Yeah, I think I wish I could just do a giant class with all these people that are so upset because I think that people just read stuff online and they don't humanize people. They can see my face. They can see my mannerisms. They can see all that. And I think the the difference will, it'll change people. We need to start sitting down and talking to each other instead of tweeting at each other, you know? Yeah. Um, that kind of is a, a great lead into this next question. And that is where I, I just feel like in the last 20 years, especially doing this Rock 30 Countdown uh, shows I go to rock and metal fans sometimes are so one dimensional. They won't open their minds to bands uh, that may sound a little different or maybe bands that started out sounding one way and, and changed their direction and, you know, weren't out there chasing the cool at the moment. But still, uh, they'll, they'll stand there with their arms crossed and, you know, not giving the band a chance. You guys seem like you just have this. I don't give a fuck attitude. This is the way it is. But what do you have to say to those fans who just don't want to open their mind a little bit? I understand. They're, yeah. they're terrified. Humans are so scared of change or anything changing. And that's just normal. Mm. And uh, uh, it's hard to change. It's hard to change anything when you're used to something for so long. And it's just natural to be that way. So when I see people stuck on certain things and they don't want to change, it's because it hurts. Probably it's painful. Right. Even if it's something small like that, you know, it, all it takes is those kind of people that are like, I hate this. If they have a kid that loves it, they'll change. Yeah, It'll change. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just takes something like that or a friend that plays it a couple too many times. And you're like, all right, I like this. It's just, it's a natural thing. Well, man, I, I love your attitude. And 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 Ronnie, you're, uh, you're, you had a great interview today. Before we close it out, though, uh, I do have time to play uh, one or two more tracks from you outside of Zombified. And we'll do an artist pick uh, or two and that you can go back to some of your previous works. If you wouldn't mind, give me a, a couple of songs we can play and tell me why you chose them. Well, Popular Monster, of course, because that's one of my favorite songs I've ever done. And then is a rock station so you can't play that you could but i want your listeners to like it <laughs> um i'm trying to think i have so many songs yeah that's a good problem yeah uh the song drugs featuring Corey taylor yeah that's got a little rap in it your listeners might not like the verses as much but they'll probably like the metal parts and stuff or and the rock chorus so He's a he's a great friend of the show. What was it? What's what's your relationship with Corey? What was it like working with him? And I mean, are you guys uh, friends or, you know, outside of just working together musically? We, we are actually um, not like the closest best friends, but, you know, he just texted me my happy birthday and he texted me happy new year and invited me to go on stage and watch him and stuff like that. He's really nice guy. And he did that in one take. The the thing you hear on drug drugs, the song when you listen, mm -hmm. he did that in one take. There's a video he sent me. He's like, "Is this good?" And he did it. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, man, that's good." <laughs> you know, and I was like blown away. So 
He's a nice guy. Yes, he's he's a great guy. He really is, man. Well, that that's a great story and a great way to wrap it up today. Uh, falling in reverse, hitting the road. Um, I know you're playing Dallas. I don't think you're coming through Austin anytime soon, but I, I tell you, man, I'm a big fan. I can't wait to hear these other songs off the EP. Uh, do you have kind of a tentative release date yet or no? Uh, I uh, soonish. Soonish. Okay. Soonish. Yeah. <laughs> is that the epitaph answer? Yes, soonish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ronnie. Well, thanks a lot for being on the show, man, and uh, I'll see you soon. I'll see you later. Thank you.